welcome to another episode of our Blue Jam podcast. I'm once again joined by Jim. Jim, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Michael. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good. Um, so, Jim, this episode, I wanted to focus on the topic of around assessing candidates for for sales roles. So, yeah. kind of what the process should look like, and some some useful tips and advice for our listeners. Um, so, I guess, kind of going straight into that, first question to throw at you: in your in your mind, what what would make up an effective recruitment process? Uh, so. I think the key thing is to make sure that you're really clear about what you need from a salesperson um, for the particular role that you're recruiting for, and then make sure you really hone in on those requirements at each stage of the process. Cool. And I know a lot of organisations, and we've spoken about it in previous podcasts, um, use psychometrics. Yeah. What kind of psychometrics to you would be some of the... Um, the right psychometric tests to use um, when you're looking to recruit salespeople? Uh, so, really, to answer that, I suppose should probably take a, a couple of steps back. So, being really clear about what, what it is you're looking for in that salesperson. Now, um, we would work with clients to help them to, to identify that. Um, often, if you've got a, a number of stakeholders... Uh, involved in that process that they might actually have quite different views as to what's required mm-hmm. for that role um, so actually by getting all of them together in a room and thrashing that out then we can ensure that we're all looking for the same thing as we go through the the process and that can be quite crucial to avoid any um, issues later down the line um, you know I've been in situations where debriefing a, a, a client and the stakeholders in the room can't agree on who to hire because they're all looking for different things they'll want different things from the person in, in the role um, so you need to be really clear about what you're looking for um, what you want from that um, role yeah uh, and then once you're really clear it becomes a lot easier then to l- look around and, and cast your eye over the market to, to find the best psychometric um, so the, the the psychometric that you use will be tied to, to, to whatever it is that you're looking for as the key requirements for the role. Um, and that can vary depending on the role. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, in addition to obviously psychometrics as, as part of a recruitment process, there's obviously a number of different method, other methods that you could use in when you're recruiting people. Mm. What are some of the other things that um, you find work best? Is it just kind of psychometric and then through to interview process? Or there, there are other methods that sales leaders should consider yeah well we we like to be involved in the recruitment process as early on um as as possible um often we are contacted by clients who have gone uh, quite a way through that process and maybe got down to um a final shortlist of candidates and then they call us and say uh we want a psychometric um and that's that's not necessarily the best way to use a psychometric. Uh, again, going back to, to the points I've just made, you know, if we're not clear what we, what we want the psychometric to do, then it's not going to provide the, the value that we need. And actually, um, it may be that we've already uh, filtered some very good candidates out of the recruitment process before uh, actually getting to that stage. So we like to, to work with clients up front to help them define what it is that they're looking for and then to create the, the each stage of the recruitment process from there so if you think of the recruitment process as being shaped like a funnel you've got lots of candidates at the top end who are applying for for roles and then what we're trying to do is to filter 
out unsuitable candidates early on, and then once we um, are bringing those numbers down to people who we think actually have the potential, then we're starting to perhaps be more rigorous in the way that we assess those individuals to filter them down from um, you know, a large number into a, a smaller shortlist um, that's more manageable for us to, um, to focus our attention on. And would that then typically involve like assessment centres? Yeah, it could do, uh, absolutely. Um, again, probably depends on the role and maybe how many roles you're recruiting for. So it can make sense if you're recruiting for a number of roles to get um, lots of candidates in um, the same place at the same time. So we yeah. can, we can um, uh, maximise, make, make the best use of our resources um, and um, the, the, the time that's required of the stakeholders in the business. Um, so if everyone's in the same place at the same time on the same day, that can be a, a sensible way to do things. If you're just recruiting for a single role, then you might not necessarily need a full assessment centre. And knowing uh, sales people and the characteristics of, of, a, of a high performance salesperson, what would some of those kind of techniques be to be able to assess, you know, to try and identify the best people? Because I guess salespeople's particular interviews should should have the gift of the gab, I guess. Yeah. Uh, more than any other job role so kind of what bits of advice could you give to um, sales leaders on on how they could maybe improve trying to find the the wheat from the chaff so to speak yeah I think as as with any kind of important decision that you make in in life the more evidence you've got to work with the the better that decision is going to be so um, my advice is to um, ensure that you're you're rigorous in the way that you assess people um, and you do that through uh, using a, a, a variety of techniques so that at, the, at that sort of in-depth stage where you've got a, a short list of people who you think actually they, they're, they're all, they're all um, employable but I want the best, um, then, then invest the time there to make that um, assessment really rigorous. So that could be an in-depth interview uh, it could be role plays, it could be doing some psychometric testing, um, it could be getting them to do presentation, sales presentations, uh, it could be all of those things. <clears throat> but, um, and, and, and the more that you assess those individuals in those, through those different lenses, in those different environments, the better picture you'll have at the end of the day as to which person is going to best um, suit your organisation and, and perform in the role. And from the kind of decision-making process, how... Can sales leaders go about avoiding unconscious bias? Mm. Okay. To throw a big question in there. Yeah, so so unconscious bias is very natural. We all have our un- yeah, exactly. unconscious biases. So um, I suppose, first and foremost, um, it's being aware of what your, your biases might be. <clears throat> um, and just through being aware of them, you'll be more conscious of them and... and, and more effective at managing them. Um, the other key point to say here is that going back to uh, what I said earlier about making sure that you're focused on the requirements for the role, if that is our main, um, the, the main attention that we, we, or the main focus that we put into the, re- into the recruitment, then that will help us to avoid unconscious bias because we're coming back to actually what are the key requirements for the role, not what was my first impression of the candidate or what did I or didn't I like about mm. that individual? 
So if we keep pulling it back to, no, actually, these are the key criteria we're looking for. How well did this candidate fit those criteria or where did they not fit those criteria and yeah. compare each candidate candidate against those same criteria, then we will avoid unconscious bias. That makes sense. That makes sense. And for listeners, have you got any kind of, I don't know, red flags to avoid in the process? You know, where have others gone wrong that our listeners could learn from? I think uh, one would be applying that, that sort of rigorous approach too late on in the, in the process. So uh, as I mentioned before, you know, there's a risk that if we, if we come in at a late stage and say, right, actually now we want to do some role plays and some psychometric tests with these last five candidates, actually what have we missed before that? We may have missed some very good candidates. Yeah. Um, another one would be um, you know, perhaps having a view that we need to recruit people from in the same industry um, and therefore we're, we're potentially missing out on some very good candidates who might have lots of good qualities and good skills that they can bring to the role who um, through perhaps not having worked in the industry th- before we, we discount them um, and that can mean that we miss out on some uh, potentially some very good candidates um, and also people who, who maybe can bring some new insights and different ways of doing things to perhaps what people in the industry might be mm. used to, to, to doing. So there's, I think um, I, would, um, I would advise being more open-minded in that sense um, and, and being more aware of what candidates without um, perhaps the industry experience might be able to offer. So final question, Jim. Um, typically for a lot of sales roles, you'll get a large number of applicants. Um, so what advice would you give in terms of how you could reduce that number? Um, yes, it reduce, not reduce the applications, but reduce the number of applicants as they move through the funnel. Yeah, so uh, really what you're looking to do at the early stages of the recruitment process is you, is you want lots of people to apply because within those numbers there'll be some some great great people yeah. great potential yeah, within yeah. that but but then how do we identify that that potential from from the volume of people coming in um so we need a way of, of filtering candidates uh, essentially and you can you can do that uh in a number of ways i mean things that we've done with clients in the past is to create an online application form for example with some some killer um questions so yes, no questions that candidates can answer online and essentially um, they filter themselves out by recognising that they maybe um, don't have the requirements um, for the role or the role doesn't suit them. Yeah. Uh, that could be you know, reiterating working patterns or emphasising the need to be remotely located or the, the size of the patch they might be required to work and, and those sorts of um, statements that, that the, can, the candidates need to reflect on does help to filter candidates yep. um, out who, who might recognise that actually maybe the role isn't for them. Um, one, once you've got, um, got through that stage, then the online application f- um, process can include some more detailed questions that you can, you can rate and, and score um, in order to invite candidates through to the next stage. Uh, we've designed things like um, situational questionnaires, so actually um, getting the candidates to to imagine themselves in certain sales scenarios um, and um, to uh, answer the questions based on how they might respond in those scenarios. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so again, you can you can effectively rank candidates based on their responses and therefore invite a certain number or a certain percentage through to, to the next stage. Um, once you've done that, sort of very uh, hands-off um, uh, assessment of, of candidates, then you start to invest a bit more time as the numbers reduce. So at that stage, you might do a telephone interview, uh, for example, if, if your numbers are high to, to further um, uh, reduce the pool of applicants and, and ensure that the quality of people coming through is, is high um, before you start getting into to more sort of face-to-face -face interactions. Thanks, Jim. Um, really appreciate those all, all the words today. Um, unfortunately, we have run out of time, as is always the case. Um, but I guess what, one thing I just kind of, final point I'd say to listeners is, you know, if you are reviewing your recruitment process at the moment, looking at ways to enhance the calibre of, of salespeople you're, you're looking to hire, um, you know, Jim's Jim's available. I'm I'm sure. I should ask you first. Yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> more than happy to you know talk talk to people if you want to you know if you want to pick Jim's brains, please do. Um, you can I guess the best way to get in touch will be via the website, uh, which yeah. is bluejam.co.uk, um, and just fill out fill out the contact form. That's it for now. Um, we'll be back again next month with a with a new topic to tackle. Um, until then. We'll speak soon. Great.